When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. Be sure to go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com to pick up anything you need for this upcoming golf season. Folks, it's right around the corner. I am so excited to get back out on the golf course. The snow is melting here in the Chicago area. I just, I can't even believe how bad I need to play golf right now. So go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com. They got everything you need. They've even got training aids. They've got apparel, accessories, all their latest gear. WorldwideGolfShops.com. Speaking of golf, we are also the main sponsor of Chicago Golf Tour for 2021. And if you've not heard of them, you want to go out to shygolftour.com, C-H-I-golftour.com, and learn all about their three tours. They actually have three of them. They got a north side, they have a west side, and they have a south side if you're in the Chicagoland area. Be sure to go check them out. Myself, a few buddies that you probably know, names you've heard on this podcast, we're playing in the south side tour. So be sure to go and sign up. You have until March 15th, only a few days from the time that you're hearing this first release. ShyGolfTour.com. Go now. Go right now. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You know where to find me on social media, at Golf Unfiltered. You can also send me an email, Adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. Folks, it is right, right on the cusp of the new golf season, and I am so excited to get back out there, as I said in the, the ad reads at the beginning. Oh, so much snow. So much snow in the Chicago area. Listeners in the area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I think, you know, I haven't seen the figures. I haven't checked the record books. Where do you even find that? The Farmer's Almanac? I don't know. But this was a really, really snowy winter, and, and the things are finally melting. The snow is going away. There is mud absolutely everywhere. My my dog, Thor, the head of GU Security, if you, you know what I'm talking about, if you follow me on Instagram, the poor dog comes in, and he's just up to his knees in mud. And and this is not a small animal. I mean, this guy's 135 pounds and it's just, how do you, how do you deal with that? He's a trooper though. At any rate, this is the first, uh, this is the first episode that, uh, I'm recording post, uh, Tiger Woods accident. And, you know, in a weird coincidence, I guess, uh, today's guest actually, you know, Elliot Mello, You've, he's been on the, the, the show a number of times. He's, he's from Bridgestone Golf. You know, he and I talk a lot about some new products that are coming out for Bridgestone. The, uh, the E6 and the E12 golf balls, which we go into depth, so I won't spoil it here in this intro. But coincidentally, you know, fans of the game know that Tiger plays Bridgestone golf balls. And so this being the first time that we're actually talking about it, you know, I won't go into too much detail. And I'm, I'm, I'm working on something because I do want to talk about this a little bit more, not only because of the gravity of the situation. Thank God Tiger's okay. You know, let's just be completely clear about that. You know, obviously 
everyone has a reaction to news like this, especially when you talk about an icon. I mean, that's what he is. He's an icon, a generational icon. Uh, you don't know how to react to news about, you know, like a car accident or, or anything of that severity. And on social, it's kind of, it's, it's a reactionary thing. And I, and I fall victim to it too. Trust me. I mean, you want to make sure that not only people are okay, but you also want to understand why something happened. And, you know, like I said, we're going to talk more about this in another episode perhaps even a live stream. So, so stay tuned to uh, at golf unfiltered, particularly on Twitter to learn more about that. But man, it's, it's sometimes when these things happen, you know, people automatically go to whatever outlet they think myself included, and you can't help, but just ask questions about things. You know, everyone tries to make sense of something that is, you know, in many ways traumatic, certainly for Tiger. Let's not understate that. But even for the fans of his, people that support him, people that have really started anything golf-related because of him, myself included, I would not be doing this podcast had it not been for Tiger Woods. It's it's one of those those things that just happens and you just, you you can't, you can't know how to react. And so obviously... As more time has gone on, we've learned a little bit more. We understand that he's he's going to be okay from a health perspective. Nobody knows if he's going to be back on the golf course. Not even his peers. You know, people who uh, this past Sunday, at the time of this recording at least, at the WGC over at the concession, the Sunday tributes from everybody, which again kind of got mixed reaction on Twitter, which is just ridiculous because I, I just, you know, people can do what they want to do. And it was nice to see the number of golfers that did, across all tours, by the way, that did do something in terms of a tribute. And Bridgestone, they did a really neat thing that we touch on at the end of today's uh, conversation with Elliot, where all the Bridgestone staffers, those who play Bridgestone golf balls, were able to play a golf ball with Tiger stamped on it. And Elliot actually touches a little bit on how they made that happen, because you have to think, well, I don't think this was a, an official announcement and a coordinated effort that everyone was going to do, but at any rate, it's just one of those neat things that the game of golf really is unique in a lot of ways. Certainly there have been tributes in other sports, but golf just kind of seems to be like this close-knit family where something happens to far and away the leader of the game right now. He is the needle. We've always joked about that, but it's absolutely true regardless of whether or not you think he's the greatest of all time or whether or not you know whatever tiger woods is the game of golf and will continue to be at least here in this country and probably everywhere else i mean i you know i can't speak for everyone else but it, when something like this happens it's nice to see everyone come together even just for a short moment even just for a a gesture such as wearing a red shirt or playing a golf ball with his name stamped on it. So stay tuned for more information on whether or not we're going to do a show. I'm still, I'm, I'm honestly, you know, I'm pretty transparent with you guys. I'm honestly kind of up in the air whether or not we're going to do something on it because by this time we all just want to make sure that he's okay as a person, that he's going to be able to be that that dad that we see him enjoying, you know, that that father life and, and seeing everything that he does with both Sam and Charlie is just, that is the most important thing. So at any rate, 
I felt it was necessary to say a few things about the, the most famous guy that plays a Bridgestone golf ball leading into, I will say, a pretty famous guy in his own right, Elliot Mello. He is, of course, with Bridgestone Golf, and we're going to talk a lot about the E6 and E12 golf balls right now. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the show. As I mentioned in the introduction, we welcome back Mr. Elliot Mello over at Bridgestone Golf. Elliot, it's nice to see you again. Yeah, likewise, man. Good to be good to be back on, Adam. It's a good time to talk about golf, especially since we've got so much great stuff going on in the world of professional golf. But also, Elliot, I can see the snow melting outside my window. I'm going to be able to get back on the course very soon. I'm excited. I'm sure you are too. Yeah, that's that is exciting for you. The, the um, you know the the winter storms, the winter snow is a nice uh, nice wet wet foundation to get the the spring growing in for you guys in Chicago. Dude, I got to tell you, so I joined this Chicago golf tour and our first event is in like two and a half weeks. And I'm like, I don't know how it's going to happen. It's going to be so muddy out there, but I'm looking forward to it regardless. And there's a lot of great events that are coming up. And we have a lot to talk about today regarding two new products from Bridgestone, the E6 and the E12, which as I understand at the time of this recording came out last Friday. Is that right? Yeah, came out on the uh, 26th of February. Um, you know, we announced them back at the PGA show when we chatted back there. Um, yep. That was kind of the kind of the introduction, and then you know, it takes a little bit of time, especially these days with logistics, to kind of get everything out to the out to the golfers. So, yeah, they got a market on February 26th, and uh, based on some early data we have, they're they are popular, and people are buying them, and people like them. So, we hope people are enjoying them on the course as we speak. And listeners and viewers on YouTube, I mean, if you follow me on social, you saw the incredible or anybody really that received this thing. This is ridiculous. The media, the the media package that you sent out for the new, uh, let me get this thing open. Sorry for the new uh, E12 and listeners, you might be able to hear this. It's crazy. It came with a television in it and it's got the the commercial flow. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And the E12 contact, you know, obviously it talks a lot about how and correct me if I'm wrong here, Elliot, the surface of the golf ball stays on the club face. So just a tad bit longer. Is that correct? Yeah. So the E12 contact, it has um, the inner portion of the dimple has a raised area that creates 38% more contact and impact. Hmm. Um, and it's really our second foray into what we call contact science. So, Contact science, it's a multi-year study, not just in the golf uh, division of Bridgestone, but obviously in the in the tire division. You know, the tread pattern meets the road and high heat, high friction. Same thing's happening when a golf ball is being hit with the club. There's a high friction, high heat moment that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think back to 2020, round one of contact science for us was the reactive cover on the Tour Bs, the right. cover that Bryson and Tiger helped us design. And so what that did is it that reactive material on Tour B firmed up for speed off of the driver and then it ha- was softer and had more dwell time or as tiger says face time um on the short game shots to impart more spin so round one of contact science was a material change to positively impact both driver and short game so round two is the contact force dimple with a 38 percent more contact in our new e12 golf ball and so what that's doing off of the driver for example 38 percent more contact means more energy can be transferred from the club face through the cover, through the mantle to activate the core of the ball, which is the engine of the golf ball. So that, that's the positive impact off of driver with the contact force dimple. Then, then flip side of that, iron or wedge, more surface, obviously more area for the um, for the grooves to bite in and part more friction, more spin, things of that nature. 
so more friction, more spin on the short game. And then on the long game, it helps with forgiveness. I believe that you and I spoke. So when we, when we spoke at the, uh, the virtual PGA show, you would kind of give me the rundown a little bit about the E12, but that's, that's kind of one of, one of the big takeaways for the average golfer to understand, right? The, the more contact that you have with the golf ball is going to assist with a number of different factors. Correct. Correct. There's so much that's happening in those milliseconds of impact. Um, and so the, the more interaction between the club face and the golf ball is, uh, is certainly a good thing. And, you know, to, for me, from the marketing side of it, when, when R&D first showed me uh, the contact for example, I thought, this is, this is awesome. This is finally a real technology that the golfers can see. Not that mm-hmm. our, the other breakthroughs that us and the other manufacturers have aren't, aren't truly innovative and true technologies. But sometimes when you talk about a rubber change to the core of the ball, it, it isn't necessarily something that's tangible that everybody can immediately identify as new and unique. Um, and so that's one of the things that's cool to me. The um, we put a little window on the front of the package. You can you can easily identify if, if you're confused which one has the contact force dimple when you're at the store. You can easily identify the, the E12 and the dimple pattern. Um, and it's you know straight distance you can see. Uh, and we, we we joke, but it's a it's kind of a double meaning. You can see it on the ball, and you can see the straight flight on the course. Which is always a good thing to see on the course. I mean, let's face it, at a price point, too, that's really impressive for something of this caliber at $30 a dozen or just under at twenty nine ninety nine. I mean, you're putting yourself, at least with the E12, in a category that's going to pretty much blow every other ball out of the, out of the water, so to speak, at this price point. Uh, how, how did Bridgestone keep it at this level? Because what you just described sounds like pretty high-tech stuff. Yeah, so so you know we we continue to believe in innovation. We continue to believe in creating solutions that help golfers on the course, and that and that means all golfers, not just the ones that we pay to play on television, but also the ones that are weekend warriors that are in the Chicago Golf Tour, like yourself, Adam. <laughs> right. The uh, so uh, those on the lesser tours, some might say, um, but then even the weekend warrior listening at home that's looking for forgiveness, that's looking. Uh, you know, get what maybe is a big slice and get it to be a, a smaller fade or closer to the fairway with a forgiving ball like the U12 contact. We're, we're investing across all of the constructions and all of the price points. Um, mm-hmm. The traditional thinking in the business had always been to, to build the tour ball and then over time kind of recycle technologies down into the mid price and the entry level price. Um, and so with us being thought leaders and technology leaders related to rubber, related to fitting and understanding golfers' unique needs, um, that's why you see us putting new technology into $30 price point golf ball. And for listeners trying to decide, and we're going to get to the E6 here in a second, for the E12, you know, someone who's thinking, all right, you, you say straight distance, which is a very specific modifier there, right? Like you're saying, not only mm-hmm. are you going to hit it further, but it's also going to go straighter. Who would you say is the ideal handicap for this particular ball? Because I would imagine that any handicap would benefit from straight distance, but was there a specific category of golfer that this was, that was in mind when designing this ball? Yes. I think I would say it's a good question. I don't, you know, when I say we don't necessarily classify consumers by handicap so much Mm -hmm. as by launch conditions, swing speed, and their needs on the course, if that makes sense. Um, Sure. Because you and I could have the same handicap and, you know, you could be really good off the tee and I could be, really bad off the tee. And that's the point of difference. And, you know, so, um, there, there's different things that contribute to a handicap, so to speak. So we put less emphasis on that. Um, but I think generally speaking, the persona or the, the ball flight trait of the consumer that fits into E12 is someone that 
um, I like to call side spin challenge. They've got too much side spin and they'd like to minimize it. Um, or a player that uh, that is total spin challenge, for lack of a better term, off of the tee, where they, they have a ballooning golf ball or a ball that, you know, when they hit that drive, they see it flutter kind of halfway out and it rises. And, and that's mm-hmm. the result of too much driver spin. Uh, and that's something you can visually see. You see it all day long if you're at, you know, out of, out of the driving range with a bunch of people hitting. Sure enough, there's someone out there that hits that shot that starts to climb. And that's driver spin creating that. Um, and the E12 contact does a great job of harnessing that spin and making the ball flight more efficient. See, that's a very important thing that you just mentioned. And I'm glad that we're talking about this now. And then we'll segue into the E6. But a lot of competing brands, not to call anyone out, but they they typically do what you said Bridgestone tries not to do is they say, okay, they they almost put golfers into silos. And that's just that's just not realistic. And so it's nice to hear that that's something that Bridgestone takes to heart. Yeah, it absolutely is. Because we're, you know, we're we're very data driven. You know, we're we've got two and a half million swings from amateurs from our ball fitting program. And so when we're going in to design a golf ball, um, we're designing the golf ball and redesigning golf balls based on how amateurs actually hit them. Um, and so that's really what we're doing is we we're taking a look at what's the state of play, so to speak. What 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 what's the trends in terms of spin rates, launch angles, ball speeds, et cetera? What are we seeing across all golfers? What are we seeing competitively in both with Bridgestone? Where can we improve and where are the holes in the marketplace that we can fill? Um, and, and this spin management, uh, this driver spin management um, kind of golf ball category, if you will, it's not really even a category. There's um, just a few balls in it. And the technology that's in E12 is, is kind of far and away beyond what else, what's coming to the other investment is because it's it's every layer of this ball contributing to um, the straight distance you can see. The star of the show is by far the contact force spin book because it's on the outside and it's so unique. But but all of the layers of this ball, the mantle layer, the core, they're all working in conjunction to deliver on that same goal, um, which I think is a, is a really, from a construction standpoint, from a geeky engineering standpoint, I think it's a really strong message because it's, it's the total sum of the parts have made probably the most forgiving golf ball that's, that we've ever put out, maybe that's ever been out there. Uh, whereas in the past, you were talking about a core modification or a mantle modification that was a step in the right direction, but if you still didn't have all three layers working together like you do in this one to deliver straight distance. So the partner, so to speak, to the E12 is, of course, the E6, which is a lower price point still. It's twenty one ninety nine. It's a two-piece construction, and I believe that, or I would guess that some listeners hearing that just there are almost almost thinking of it in a stereotypical way. It's like, oh, it's a two-piece ball. That's probably not what I need. But that's not necessarily the case with the E6 because it's got the soft feel as well as the distance that you would expect from a ball of that category. What can you tell us that's kind of a differentiator with the E6? Yeah, so the, the E6 is, is an exciting product at the two-piece construction. Um, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, we know that consumer. We talk to that consumer. We we have that consumer come out to our test site and test golf balls. I, mm-hmm. I know that the individual that you're referencing. And while that mentality, I think they're, I, I get where it comes from, from a traditional two-piece standpoint. It doesn't, that thinking doesn't necessarily apply to the E6 um, for the reason of one of the pillar technologies, technologies of Bridgestone is a technology uh, called gradational compression core. Mm. Okay. So when you think of who is Bridgestone, we're, we're the seamless cover, we're the injection cover, uh, injection molded cover, we're the gradational core. And what the gradational core is, it's a technology that we've had at Bridgestone for a number of years and continue to refine. But essentially, 
all golf balls have a solid rubber core in them, all the major manufacturers in the market today. Um, and that core has a compression, a softness or a firmness. Okay? And so what you can do with the core is you can, you can make it firmer for speed. But what happens when you make it firmer for speed is it, if you don't catch it just right, it deflects, which deflecting makes more side spin, makes the ball less straight. The flip side of that, you can make a softer golf ball that's more forgiving, um, but maybe it lacks a little bit of velocity. So what the gradational compression core does is within, within one piece of rubber, one solid core, um, it acts like a multi-layer or a multi-dual core golf ball. And what it does is essentially it's firmer on the outer region of our gradational core for speed and velocity. And then it's softer in the center for forgiveness and driver spin management. So it's the, it's the best of both worlds from a core construction standpoint. But then also, um, that it's what allows the golf ball to kind of um, outpick its coverage, so to speak, in terms of, while, yes, it is two-piece in construction, it, it performs more like a competitor's three-piece golf ball. Same thing on Tor B and E12. They're, you know, the Tor B is a three-piece urethane, but some of the other brands are at four and five pieces. We just simply mm -hmm. don't have to go to that many layers because of the gradational compression core. So, so circling back to the E6, um, so it, it has the gradational core in it. It is a larger core than we previously had in this golf ball. It's also a softer core than we previously had in this golf ball. Uh, what a softer core does, uh, it produces a higher initial launch. And so a softer core, it stays on the club face longer, which allows the loft to impart more, more launch angle. So by staying on the face, it rides with the club, with the shot a little bit and increases the launch angle. So the, one of the big things that we were looking at on E6 um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of core listeners uh, that are out there that are diehards, and then there's there's this whole section of new and returning golfers that that we picked up as as other activities um, kind of went by the wayside last year, and um, golf kind of became the safe sport, if you will. So we we picked up over four million new golfers or and or returning golfers, um, and so as we talked to these people that maybe weren't as technically savvy in terms of construction and launch angle. Um, and describing what they wanted, the one thing that they did describe is they want to hit it further and they want to get the ball in the air easier. And so that's really where the larger, softer core uh, on the new E6 comes from is we're still delivering the, the great soft feel sensation that the, that the E6 uh, loyalist has appreciated over the years. And then we've tweaked the specification slightly to kind of open our arms, if you will, to a, to a wider range of players um, as, as they get into the game of golf. It's so interesting to hear you describe it that way because, you know, specifically regarding the the uh, two-piece construction, we, we've reached a point now in golf technology that those names almost don't mean anything anymore. You know, like you just described where, you know, you would probably have to get over that hump from a marketing perspective to say, no, wait, you can actually really score well with this two-piece ball. That's not a bad thing to only be a two-piece construction for all the reasons that you just described specific to Bridgestone as well. And I would say, you know, with Bridgestone as well, I've shot some of my best scores using a bowl, a ball uh, of a two piece construction. And so I think it's just a matter of, okay, well, what is the ball going to do for you specific to your game? And it's really going out there and you do this very well at Bridgestone is to get fit. We always talk about that, get fit so that not only will you pick the, the product that's going to work best for your game, but you're going to actually see it because I think a lot of times too, and I'm sure you've run into this a lot with the average Joe golfer. They, they have to almost see it with their, their eyes to believe what you're telling them. Would, would you agree with that? 
Yeah, for sure. Seeing that seeing is believing, and that that's that is a big part of fitting. Um, I would say that um, you know, especially especially to someone that um, maybe isn't as into the numbers or isn't as dialed in on the launch condition and the fitting side of it, and they're they're new to fitting, especially. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing to to know what spin rate and carry distance and kind of benchmark goes against each other. But the litmus test for a lot of people, quite honestly, is getting out on the course and, you know, all of a sudden they're carrying it over a bunker that they're normally in. Or there's a there's a there's a creek that normally they're short of and all of a sudden they just hit their drive in there. And even though they lost the ball, they're so excited because they've never hit one that far. And right. those types right. of moments where they kind of are benchmarking against their normal position on the course and kind of where they're at now or what this ball is doing that they didn't do previously is really kind of kind of the aha moment for a lot of people. And and to bring it back to the E6 just momentarily, so this is, again, kind of the same type of mindset where, okay, I'm a consumer. I'm trying to think what ball is best for me. First and foremost, again, go get fit. BridgestoneGolf.com has a great Find My Ball feature where it gives you actually three different options in order to get fit for the right ball for you. But on paper, the E6, as I understand it, is for moderate swing speeds, which I would imagine is probably less than 100 miles per hour with the driver. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in triple digits, um, this this probably isn't the product for you. Um, it with it lacking the uh, the mantle layer doesn't hold up to the higher swing speeds as much. Um, the mantle serves a number of port of a number of purposes. Um, one of which is to help get the golf ball back to round faster after impact. So the the golf ball becomes elongated, almost like an egg on the face when you hit it. Um, and so the mantle, especially those high swing speeds, it helps to get it back to round. So it becomes more aerodynamic and things of that nature. Instead of kind of oscillating through the air, it becomes round and cuts through the air. So, um, so just some of the difference between the two and the three piece ball. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is, this is definitely if you're triple digits, probably looking at the E12 or the Tour B golf balls. Um, you're still going to have a great experience out there with the E6, uh, but it's going to be a better one in the three piece construction. Which is so great about what Bridgestone offers too, because you've got a wide range of different, you know, products to choose from to fit any golfer that you have. And and I think what you just said is also important where you kind of go and choose and try a few different things too, because you might find something that you like that maybe you didn't think you would if just by going off of the description on paper. And so this really just goes back to what we were saying. Try it out. Get a feel for it. Take it out into the course. Don't just hit it up against a screen. All these things that we like to talk about uh, when we're not you know, recording a podcast and having videos on us, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's where, um, you know, I think there's the the E12 lineup, or the E12, that kind of, for us historically, that three-piece Serlin um, golf ball, that's been probably one of the bigger aha moments, if you will, from a fitting standpoint, that and the, the RX or XS line. Because um, there's a lot of players that, you know, they play with the pros play and, um you know, you got to think the when you got the guys on television, even our guys, um, you know, Bryson's ball, we build Bryson's ball so we can bend it around trees so we can work it, right? The, mm-hmm. the other manufacturers are the same way. They're building the pro balls so that the ball can be maneuvered and turned. Um, so what happens for the average player is they they hit a little fade that becomes a big slice as a function of the equipment they're using, not necessarily as a function of their swing. And so what like the E12 product does, for example, is by no means is this going to take a big slice and put you back in the fairway, but it's going to take a big slice and it's going to get you into the first cut as opposed to being into the woods. Yep. Since it's yeah. kind of the opposite of, of what you might've been playing before in a high spin golf ball. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. And again, that just speaks to the wide breadth of different options that you have 
at your disposal, uh, listeners, when you go and search BridgestoneGolf.com. So Elliot, the new E6, the new E12, definitely two new products that we want to make sure that everyone has the ability to go out and try. Uh, to kind of switch gears just a little bit, is it okay for me to ask you just a quick question about Tiger? Yeah, go right, go ahead. Go so I knew at the time of this recording, the most recent uh, tournament that just concluded the WGC, final day, Bridgestone players were using the Tiger golf ball. I have to ask, you know, obviously for out of tribute, we're all very happy that Tiger's doing well. Uh, we hope to see him very soon again, he just in general. But I have to ask, as the golf ball guy, how was it an easy task to get those out to all the players? I'd imagine that it was, but how did that whole premise, was that a planned tribute that everyone wanted to do? So we had, um, it was kind of a groundswell kind of moment. Um, obviously, we make Tiger's Golf Ball Tour BXS, and and um, there's a, it's a little bit of a funny story. We, we When Tiger was with his previous company, he, he didn't necessarily play the retail spec of golf ball. So there. So when we signed Tiger, there was a presumption that Tiger had a special golf ball when, in fact, he was playing the stock tour BXS. So as kind of a joke, we said, you know what? You, you, you got us. You're not playing Tiger's exact golf ball. There's two differences. All of his are play number one, and they have his name on the side of them. <laughs> so if you really want to truly play Tiger's ball, we're going to make it available. And so we have the golf ball called the tour BXS Tiger Woods Edition. Um, and so that's a production product. Um so we did we did have that golf ball in play, but then we had to make for um for Cooch and DeChambeau, we had to make a Tor BX with the Tiger stamp. Mm-hmm. And then on um on Champions Tour we had um we had Freddie Couples and John Smoltz playing yellow RXS with the Tiger stamp. Um and so by the time that, that I that we heard from the tour team and that was kind of an idea, you know, it's kind of running parallel to the to the Sunday red movement that was happening as you know, the thinking amongst our guys of how do how do we how do we layer on something else that that's unique and um, you know that quite honestly the other guys can't do because they don't have the same manufacturer as Tiger. So by the time we got word on everything, you know, we're printing balls like Thursday overnight and on Friday, and it all came together. But it, it was it was touch and go and a lot of calls and text messages over the weekend. But I think it I think it kind of became a kind of a special little thing there. Um, mm-hmm. The engagement, especially on the on Freddie with the Champion Store, the the engagement on the social stuff was just through the roof. Uh, I think people appreciate the, the thoughtfulness from Freddie to to kind of give an ode to quite quite honestly somebody he's very good friends with in Tiger. Yeah, definitely, and someone that pretty much anyone who plays professional golf now on any tour has a lot to uh, has a lot to be thankful for. You know, as a result mm-hmm. of Tiger's uh, work with the game, of course, and we're all like I said looking forward to seeing him again on camera at any point. So, um, you know, Elliot, obviously there's a lot of great things that Bridgestone has done over the years and are continuing to do as evidenced by the E6 and E12. What are you personally most excited about this golf season? This golf season. That's a really good question. I think we're, I'm excited to be in golf season first and foremost. Yeah, um, so that's good. Uh, on, on a, Bridgestone and business level, I, we're excited. Uh, we had it, we've expanded our factory um, in February to meet uh, capacity and demand. Thank, thanks to all the listeners for the support out there on that front. Um, but it's been it's been fun to kind of go from the unknown of, of just this time last year and and kind of where the world was going to to now where we you know we we seem to have things sorted out to a certain degree. Um, we're able to make more golf balls in the U.S. than we had been making. Um, 
you know, we had been bringing stuff in from overseas and a combination of uh, supply and demand, as well as kind of the uncertainty of the global supply chain currently, we made some moves to produce more golf balls in Covington, Georgia. So, and in doing so, we, we actually found more efficiency. So we increased, uh, people-wise, we increased about 20%. Uh, but capacity-wise for golf balls, we increased 30%. So hmm. we found out that by, by running more machines more often with more people, um, there are actual natural efficiencies that we found in the, in the factory. So that's good. That's, that's exciting on the professional front. I'm uh, excited to, uh, to see an April Masters and to, yeah. to see what the, what, course, what the course might look like. Um, you know, I assume it's a traditional layout, but there's, there's always that lurking possibility of a new tee box on 13 and, and Bryson proofing the course, so to speak. So mm-hmm. exciting to see what happens there. And um, then obviously the full slate of majors and uh, an exciting summer ahead of us. I have a feeling that Mr. DeChambeau learned a lot from the uh, the November <laughs> Masters. And I, I, I got to say, I got my eye on him for uh, this April. So I'm a betting man, my friend. So we'll see what, what ends up happening there. But yeah, That's it's going to be... Um, he's got some... I, I, we have a we have a sort of working relationship where we can't divulge um, too much of some of the stuff that we're working on with him R and D wise. Sure. Um, but uh, R and D guys are going to be they're going to be with Bryson this week actually uh, first week in March and um, I don't know we might have some some secret sauce so to speak we'll see we'll see what comes of it. I'm sure you guys will. You guys always bring the heat around Masters time, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, once again, folks, that's Mr. Elliot Mello over at Bridgestone Golf. We talked a lot about the E6, the E12. Go out and check out not only those two new products, but the entire golf ball line over at BridgestoneGolf.com. Elliot, thanks so much as always. I hope that we can do this again soon. Thanks for thanks for the time, Adam. Um, I hope you hope you play well. This this uh, is this your inaugural year in the league. This is my inaugural. We're co-sponsoring. Yeah, we're the we're the main flagship sponsor of this tour. And I gotta tell you, I gotta that's a lot of pressure. I gotta I gotta go up and show up, you know. So we'll see what ends up happening. All right. Well, I'm hoping for a rookie of the year announcement here in a few months. <laughs> I'll make one anyway. And we'll just we'll just <laughs> post it no matter what. Thanks a lot, man, for coming on. Thanks.